to the clinical podcast series brought to you by the American Academy of Optometry Foundation and our Binocular and Pediatrics Care Channel. Today's episode is entitled Vision-Related Symptoms, Accommodative and Binocular Vision Performance in Young Diabetics versus Normal Controls. I'd like to thank our host, Dr. April Jasper, and our topical editor, Dr. Maureen Plowman, and our topical expert, Dr. Allegra Berger. And now it's my pleasure to begin today's podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm April Jasper, and I'm speaking today with Allegra Berger. Allegra completed her OD training at the Michigan College of Optometry, followed by a residency in pediatrics and vision therapy at the Southern California College of Optometry, where she currently teaches. She is also a fellow of the American Academy of Optometry. So today, Allegra will be discussing the March 2022 ophthalmic and physiological optics paper entitled, here it is, Vision-Related Symptoms, Accommodative and Binocular Vision Performance in Young Diabetics versus Normal Controls by Nabavati et al. Allegra, thanks so much for being here with us. Yes, thanks for having me. And it's, this is really fun because we are at the Academy's meeting right now. Yes. And we get to do this in person together, which I think is really incredible. So thanks again. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. So let's get started with talking about what were the authors looking at in the study? Yeah, so this is a great study. Uh, we had these authors looking at binocular vision in patients who have diabetes. And they were looking to see, is the binocular vision any different compared to their age-matched controls? The studies have been done before looking at patients with diabetes who have accommodative differences, but no one has looked at virgins. Oh. And so they looked at accommodation and virgins and looked to see what differences were there. Wow. So how did they set about exploring binocular vision in diabetes? So first they had to find the patients who had diabetes, and they looked for patients that were diagnosed less than two years ago and had an elevated HbA1c value. So they were looking at HbA1c 6.5% and higher. And then they took age-matched controls who did not have diabetes as a diagnosis, but that was really the only way that they found that control group. Wow. And then what they did is they did a basic binocular vision workup on them. So they tested accommodation, uh, amplitudes with the push-up method. They did that three times. They did, um, they did a facility. They did virgences. They did virgins facility. They did NPC, your classic <laughs> binocular vision workup. Mm -hmm. Wow, that is so cool. All right, what yeah. about symptoms? So they did look for, um, well, you know, they did do CISS scores to okay. make sure that these patients were symptomatic. Uh, they used a score of 21 or greater on the CISS because these were adults that they were looking at. And that's what a symptomatic score for convergence insufficiency is considered on that symptom survey. Okay, so mm -hmm. that's definitely a comprehensive binocular yes. vision exam. Yes. Did they find any difference, I'm interested to hear, between the two groups? They sure did. So like how other studies have reported, they did find a difference in the ability for accommodation in the patients who had diabetes, meaning the patients with diabetes did not accommodate as well or at the expected normative values wow. that is expected. So that was in relation to norm values 
and to their age-matched controls that they did not do as well. They also found a difference in near point of convergence and vergence facility. That's pretty incredible. So now with the study's findings in mind, how could we then as optometrists better care for our diabetic patients? What, what would you tell us from the study? Yeah, so I was talking about this study with my friends, believe it or not, before coming here. And I said, you know, you don't think about the binocular vision of your patients with diabetes. We're right. thinking retinal health, we're thinking the anterior segment, but you gotta ask a little bit more about yep. those binocular vision symptoms. Dig a little deeper because we know physiologically these patients are experiencing more symptoms. Allegra, thank you so much for going over this. Is there anything we left out that you want to bring up or, or uh, add to it? I think this covers it for a quick review of the study. Thank you. Perfect. And a special thanks to CooperVision for their educational grant to make it all happen. Thank you.